I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. Here's Lindergaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello, how are you? Welcome to the Glovers Cast with me, Ian Perkins. And on this very early Sunday morning, I am joined by Mr. Ben Barrett and Mr. David Coates. Good morning, gentlemen. Hello, sir. Good morning. Back from the ban. <laughs> yeah, you've served your suspension. Um, how does it How does it feel to be back in the lineup? Well, it, 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 you know, it's been a good break. I've uh, you know enjoyed myself coming back uh, coming back refreshed. I've enjoyed the last few podcasts, I have to say, but. Uh, I mean, I am questioning a Dover-style, uh, you know, appeal against this uh, against this ban. Having heard uh, Mr. Barrett's seven-up comment, I mean, if that's not a ban, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> know what is? What was it? One, two, three, four, five, six. Didn't make it, so they went for seven-up. I mean, there you go. That's a suspension, if ever I heard one. But there we go. Well, I'm afraid I don't make the rules. Um, I think you do. I think you, you're exactly you the man who makes the rules. You literally make the rules. You literally make the rules. That's the whole point of this. There you go. It's favourites at play here. Favourites. I feel. I feel like they. You know, when a referee uh, uh, counts up fouls to explain why they booked a player, I feel like I should be pointing at Ben, saying my spreadsheet was excellent. Seven up. That's another one. There can't be too many left. He's had Stay two. Quiet. He's had two. The yellow's coming next. Don't worry. It may come today. I've got one. <laughs> you got a straight red. There you go. Alton Towers, that's what did it. Uh, first question. Anyway, yes, good to be back. <laughs> Are you sure? Uh, first question that I've got is, did somebody spill paint in the centre circle? Did anyone spot that yesterday? I can't say I did. I'm sure there was... There look, I don't know if it was just... Maybe it's the cameras. I don't know, but or maybe they, a, they were a bit blurry yesterday, weren't they? Maybe there's a sneeze on my screen that I haven't cleaned up, but um, <laughs> it definitely looked like there there was a line next to the center circle. 
maybe a listener will have seen the same, or maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I need to go to the opticians. Can I say, yeah. yeah. I, 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 I can't say I noticed that, but it was it was a bit blurry, wasn't it? I, I thought I, it was a bit blurry. Is there a new service? There's something new about the uh, about the the camera uh, for the stream, isn't there? Oh, I don't know. Not as of this week, I don't think. Oh, no. right. Okay. I'm sure I saw something that some somebody say something new was happening with the stream, but maybe it was someone behind the camera or something like that. Maybe, That's... maybe. maybe. Um, right, the game, a win, but it felt W. It, it, you know, love. We love a win. What were your thoughts on the sort of your feeling after the game? Because mine, mine, I sort of feel like it's all a bit pointless now, isn't it? I feel, it felt like a nothing game. Barnet never really, you know, Barnet never really turned up at all, and the towel is well and truly thrown in. What were your immediate thoughts in the aftermath of the match, Ben? Um, I think it. I think it said a lot about how comfortable I was with the situation that I could make a pie. Whilst watching, <laughs> normally I'm a bit of a wreck. I can't really do anything else. My productivity at work diminishes exponentially across the ninety minutes. But I kind of just I had it on and and yeah was making a delightful pie. Um, it was it was like watching walking football at times, wasn't it? From Barnet, they are they're done and dusted. Talk about on the beach. I'm not sure they're going to a beach anytime soon, but they're they're done. They're finished. Um, it felt like a game from a Yeovil point of view at the end of a very long stretch of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I know it's not a massive gap because actually we somehow managed to squeeze in the game on Friday, don't we? But um, it's it was yeah, it just felt like a game that we had to do the bare minimum to get through. We did the bare minimum. We did a bit more than the bare minimum, the truth be told. Um, but yeah, the Barnet were. Were absolute pap, weren't they? Yeah. With the with the exception with the exception of Petrasso, I thought he had a bit about him um, up front there, number ten. Um, but there was there wasn't a lot going on. I was more concerned about things like squad number fonts and things like that during the game. It was it was a game that was um, yeah, it was a nothing game, wasn't it? I imagine squad number fonts were on your radar as well, Coatsy. I was going to say, this says a lot about Ben, doesn't it? Although I must say, that was a very impressive looking pie. I have to, it was, yeah. yeah. We might, yeah from from one have. exiled northerner to another, that was, uh, I'll, I'll take my, I'll tip my hat to the pie, but you yeah. Might, you might have to share it, Ben, because the listeners are going to be wondering what on earth we're talking about. Eh? Yeah, I thought, well, you, I, I can I can share the recipe maybe because the pie's all gone. But... Well, no, I mean the picture you sent us. <laughs> I know it was a joke. Don't worry about it. Uh, is that a yellow? I'm not sure. No, <laughs> that's, uh, that's, it. That's, it. that's it. That's at least one. You know, you got you got to point him. Tell you that's your first one. I think. Uh, <laughs> um, but no, I mean, come on, fellas, have a little bit more joy about you, won't we? We 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 get low with the lows, not necessarily us particularly, but uh, certainly some members of. Uh, of, of the social media fraternity, Let, let's have a little bit of joy for for the win. I agree with you. It was a completely, um, it, it did feel like a bit of a, a nothing game. But we won three nil. First uh, three no, one, didn't. I should say one three one. <laughs> <laughs> um, we uh, we were three nil up at half time. Got that right, I think. Uh, scored scored some very good goals. Three very mm. good goals, I thought uh, against 
yeah, as you say, a very poor Barnet team. Listening to their manager talk at the end of the game, he's he hasn't got any hair, but if he did, it would be torn out and thrown at the side of the pitch. But um, but yeah, come on, let's have a let's have a little bit of optimism about about the uh, performance yesterday. There was a lot that was very good. There was a lot that was very good, but it's the things that um, things that we've highlighted time and time again that were very good. It was Knowles and Neufeld, wasn't it? Absolutely running the show going forward. They're so they're so exciting to watch. They are they 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 make you sit on the edge of your seat thinking something's going to happen each and every time. It doesn't happen each and every time because they're still young. They're still learning. They're still trying to get um, their feet into sort of week in week out football. And like I say, we are at the end of this horrible stretch. But every time we went forward, we thought we were going to get a shot on goal. Every time we went forward, it doesn't matter who it fell to. Carl Dickinson had two shots on goal in the first half. It was, it was, it was, yeah, it was absolutely sensational. That first, that time where you could just get, it was like a pre-season friendly, but that we, it was a pre-season friendly that we took seriously for the first 45 minutes. It was brilliant, brilliant to watch. I love that attacking football. I love having wide men that, that just go for it at all times. It was, it was so easy. Again, Adam Smith hasn't had to, have, hasn't had to have a save to make at any point during the <laughs> and when he entire did, game. <laughs> when he did, uh, it went a bit wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Let's, um, I just want to say, like, yeah, it was great. Three really lovely goals. Probably our best three goals of the season. Um, spare a couple of Murphy flicks. But I, I think... That's more like it. That's more like it. That's the kind of that's a bit of enthusiasm. It's yeah, early on a Sunday. It is, but for me, the caveat is that Barnet had were nothing. Like <laughs> they they may as well they may as well have been, um, you know, those dummies. They stand up to practice free kicks round on the pitch. In 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 the first half, I would agree with you completely. Yeah, yeah. In the second half, I thought they 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 came out, and again, their manager after the game was saying uh, that he'd spent all week giving them uh, a plan and a you know, a, a game to go out and play. And <laughs> first half, they just completely uh, had their minds blanked and therefore didn't play it. Second half, he said they did They did come out and play it and they got closer to us and they got narrower and all of that. And they, um, they won the so, second half. <laughs> they did win the second half, yeah, yeah. So so they were they, they were there. They were there to be beaten. Um and 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 we beat them quite comfortably, even over ninety minutes. I think the the way we beat them in the first half was far more comfortable than the way they beat us in the second half. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think the way that Barnet came out in the second half, I don't think it sounded like they'd had a rocket up their backsides. But I do wonder if there was a if there was just an argument of if you're not bothered, don't don't go back out. Yeah, <laughs> don't go back out if you're really that not bothered because it was it was walking football, wasn't it? It was that. It was the walking football you see for the older people on the advert. Dave, you might know actually. Um, <laughs> wow. it, was, it was. That's not a booking. That's not no, a booking. Not a booking. It's not. You got the ball. Was, though, <laughs> what this? It's, this is like you talk about Albie not being able to be dropped. Hey, he what was all right guy? yesterday. He was all right yesterday, wasn't he? Tell you what, I think centre half right. is 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 his uh, is is his position certainly if, if, in the yeah. last few games. I don't mind if he becomes our fifth choice centre-back. You can stay there. <laughs> yeah, I'd like to see him up against Michael Cheek and see how that, you know. Yeah, it's, it's a very fair point. Hooper, JJ Hooper was offside just about <laughs> a thousand was... times, wasn't he? Bless oh, him. Bless he him. was trying, but oh my, just look across the line, mate. It's not hard. It's not <laughs> tough. It's really not. Um, yeah, bless him. Um, Barnet are, 
they're just sleepwalking towards the end of the season. And like and like Dave says, you've still got to beat them. You've still got to put the effort in. But in the second half, I don't mind us sort of. I don't mind us taking the foot off the pedal. I really don't. We're at the end of this stinking run of Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday. I'm glad that we got Knowles and Neufel off the pitch because they're obviously a key part of the way we do everything at the moment. I'm glad that we got Sanupe on the pitch so that we can get a few minutes into him. So it was a lot of just kind of seeing the game through um, in the second half. Makeshift defence. Just see it out. Had a little wobble, didn't we, with the goal, but yeah, it was it was nice. It was it was professional in the second half without setting the world light. Uh, can, can I just say for my you know my fellow fellow over thirties, and I'm sure the Charlie Lee fan club listening here won't let us uh, go without um, mentioning it. But I thought he was excellent. Arguably man of the match. I would have put man of the matches. I know Northfield got it, but he uh, Knowles or or Lee could have got it. I thought Charlie Lee. Do we agree? Good goal as well. I think so. Yeah, I think. I mean, Charlie Lee had a he had a very leisurely afternoon, didn't he? He was sort of left to his own devices, and you know, he was up. There was two versus three in the middle of the midfield, and he was sort of left to his own devices and just got on with it in the way we we like to see him do it, didn't he? Yeah, he did I'm very the... well and scored a good goal as well. Come on, that's a positivity. <laughs> no, I know. I agree. It was a great. It was a great goal. It was a good goal. It was a very good goal because he he doesn't have a lot of place to put that goal. He has to go in that bottom corner, really. And so he's managed to outside of the boot it towards that, that bottom corner. So fair play to him. I, I want to give a mention to Dagnall because yeah. he absolutely ran himself into the ground. And there was a couple of occasions where he's kind of threw on, not threw on goal, but in, in around the penalty area. And if truth be told, he probably should have passed the ball. But he hasn't. He's had shots. And I do wonder if he kind of, even to himself, he felt like, I think I deserve one here. I think I think I think I'm a, I'm, a, I'm owed a goal because he did. He ran himself. The amount of times a fullback got the ball and he was sliding in to try and block the ball with three 0 up, mate, in the seventieth minute or whatever it was. You're okay. <laughs> You're okay if you don't want to, mate. It's all right. They can lump a long ball forward. Hooper's probably offside anyway. And he <laughs> and yeah. So yeah, Dagnall for me was was really. He was really feisty. He was snapping at heels. The defenders, I can say, if you're a defender who doesn't really want to be there anyway, last thing you want is Dagnall clipping at your heels, trying to get the ball off you. So, yeah, good shout for Dagnall as well, I think. Yeah, he does have that sort of, that fitness and that tenacity that he just seems to always be there. He's a lot like, um, you know, obviously he's, he's older, but he's a lot like Murphy and Madden and the way that they would just harass defenders and until you know force them into a mistake and I do like that in a striker, especially when you're partnered with Reed, who you know isn't isn't that type of striker. I think that combination. I think we found really the combination with Reed needs to be that type of striker rather than a Quigley, for example. Good to know the ageism only goes as far as me on this show. I have to say. <laughs> Dagnall and Lee get a, get a warm word. <laughs> sorry, Dave. I mean, you said I'm, you said a word I'm, for the I'm, over thirties. I think all of us are <laughs> over thirty here. Well, I, I know we are. <laughs> yeah, some of us are over forty. Just, just over 40. <laughs> oh, so you you've lumped Charlie Lee in with yourself then? Well, I am over thirty as well, aren't I? <laughs> I mean, that is fact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Rafa. <laughs> fact these are the facts 
Uh, that so... Maggie Ferguson. Okay, yeah, I'll take it. Serial winner. Um, I literally win serial. So the game, are we are we happy with what we're booking as well? Come on. <laughs> That's bad, that one. You're not having that. Right, let's kick him off. Kick him off for the next one, Ben. Unbelievable. (laughs) Are we happy with what we've talked about with the game? Should we talk about Adam Smith and the goal? Oh, yeah. You know, I've been a big fan. I don't know. I I like Adam Smith. I think he's got some really good strengths that, you know, we have witnessed this season. He's kept us in games. He, he's made some massive saves for us. Um, and, you know, a couple of weeks ago, I said he's got credit in the bank. He is spending it quite quickly. But the the caveat with Adam Smith is he has been left so exposed this season by an ever-changing back line that you're always going to get these things. But on the goal yesterday, he, he's just pushed it totally in the wrong direction and I'm sure he'll be the first to tell you that you know he's put it into so, the back of his own defender rather than away from the goal has he though has he does it not just spin back in I thought does it, it not just I, I I don't think it comes off anybody well that's even from what I could see on the replays I think he, he saves it pushes it out and it's got that much backspin on it that it almost goes back in untouched there is it, a Barnet man there, isn't there? It there might is a, be a man Hooper, actually. But um, I yeah. thought it came off the back of Michael Kelly. But well, they've they've given it to Kefalas, who takes the free kick. Oh, who, I or, thought they or, gave or it to the guy who headed got the header. Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The, the the guy who got the original shot on goal. I didn't mean free kick. I'm plucking that out of nowhere. The guy who got the original shot that that is saved by Smith. They've given it to him, Kefalas. And so for me, I think. Either A, he's got to be holding it, or B, he's got to be pushing it away from goal. Because regardless of whether it spins back in, comes off a Barnet player, comes back in off a off a Yeovil player, when the ball's pushed out into that area at that low speed, at that low trajectory, just begging to be tapped into an empty net, that that's a goalkeeper error, and that's there's no way there's no way around that. Um, he's either got to be holding it or getting it further. Basically, um, I'm not entirely sure Kefla should be winning the header. Truth be told, I think he has question marks on that but yeah it didn't look good unfortunately that one I'm I'm exactly the same boat as you Ian I think um Adam Smith has done far more good than bad this season but I I I wonder if he feels unpressured for his position all these chopping and changes going on around him especially within the back four Adam Smith knows on Friday he's playing he could he could have thrown the ball in the back of the net yesterday probably still starts Friday so there's, there's a part of me that wonders if he's just kind of, he himself, especially now that the season is, for what we believe, over, is he going to start Steve walking towards the end of the season? And how do you keep him motivated? Do what's, we keep his, it... what's his situation at Forest Green? Is he, is he out of contract with them at the end of the season? I believe so, which should yeah. allow him to start thinking, right, well, even if it's not Yeovil, even if it's not whatever, I've got to start playing for next season now. Yeah. And... Yeah, I, I, I'd like him to feel a little bit more, maybe even a little bit more pressured. Maybe even a little bit more. Um, if, if we still had Harry Palmer, would he come in after the couple of errors that he made? Probably not. I'd argue, I'd argue probably not. Yeah. But there'd be somebody in training every day, pulling off worldy saves and pulling off bits of decent training. It's just, it, it must just be him and a goalie coach and maybe a kid, maybe the, the lad that was is it, is it Evans. I think for who, yeah. who doesn't even make the bench on a game like yesterday. So I would like to see, I'd like to see Smith feel a little bit more pressured 
because it just felt that felt, that felt lackadaisical on his part, and it felt like an error. And there are just one or two of them creeping in. I think for all you know, for all Stuart Nelson's faults last season, we always had there. He was always there, and then there was a lone keeper, and there was always a bit of competition between him and whoever the seven million loans we had last season were. So. It, I think it goes somewhere to have someone who is a professional and, um, you know, has been around the game supporting someone. And, you know, yeah. Smith isn't young, is he? He's, what is he, 28, I think? He's an, yeah. he's, a experience, he's an experienced keeper. Yeah, 28. He's an experienced keeper. So whether you need to get in a more experienced keeper to give him that, you know, that edge... Um, I don't know. I don't know, but it, it certainly feels that he is protected. But at the same time, if he needs a contract, is he going the right way to? to if he's is he going the right way to get a new one, be that with us or or not? You know, I. I, yeah. I, I think um, I think the thing with Nelson as well, exactly as you say there, Ian, that he would be the perfect person for Adam Smith to walk off the pitch put his arm around him and just uh, give him a few words of experience in his ear about what he did there. Because as you know, as you rightly say, Adam Smith will know that he's made a mistake there and he has made a couple of mistakes. I completely agree with you. He's done a lot more good than he's done bad for us this season. Uh, we spoke about, or I spoke about his, his walkabouts that still give me uh, <laughs> uh, the, the heart flutters. But can I, can I give you a bit of uh, uh, spreadsheet news? I know everybody will be waiting to hear more about the spreadsheet. Absolutely. Can we add it in a can we add in a spreadsheet news jingle at this point? I feel like yeah. we need a there spreadsheet should be one. news. Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. Jingle. <laughs> like that's that's it. a jingle right there. That is yeah. it. Yeah, that's the jingle. So 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 since uh, while I was serving my my ban, which I won't go on about, um, we obviously got a draw which completely ruined the spreadsheet because the spreadsheet was it, it existed purely on wins and losses. Uh, and now I've had to put draws in there as well. So what, I, what I've been able to do, and I've put all the results into the start of the season. So I haven't wasted my time while I've been away. You know, I've, I've, I've thought about it. I've put, tried to put the effort in to impress the headmaster <laughs> there, but uh, see if it works. Um, so, but what, what I've done to, is uh, I've tried to base this around points that have been gained by players so I've had to stick to only wins and draws um, because losses you could say well if we lose a game do we lose three points do we lose one point you know, how, how, how can you factor in so might need a bit more work on um, on that so top of the table now is who do you think it is for points gained wins and draws um, I'll give you I a would... clue we've just been talking about him Adam Smith. <laughs> well done. <laughs> yes. was, Adam Smith. That was a big so, uh, so Adam Smith has got us uh, points. Well, actually, no, winning minutes. Let's call them winning minutes. Winning minutes, 108, uh, no, 1,080 winning minutes. Losing minutes, 1,260. But that's because he played every game. So say, that's, the, that's the Yeovil winning minutes, surely. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, so, so, who's so second, he has who's, a who's second on that list? Skendy because he played, played almost every game, game yeah. and then Hunt, Dickinson, Noyfield. So yeah, and and then then it gets a little bit more uh, nuanced because you got Bradley in there at eight, uh, Murphy in there at nine. You obviously played, haven't played too much. Worthington at ten, 
Well, a lot of those players have played in the second half of the season, haven't they? More so than the, you know, the the winning minutes, other than Smith and Skendu have been around for a lot of the time. You're looking at um, Neufeld, you say, Hunt. All came yeah, Hunt's in. played in all football, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, Bradley. Murphy's only really turned up this side of the year. Yeah. Dickinson's in there at six as well. And an honourable mention for, uh, for Ruben Reed at 11 as well. Hmm. Well, just goes to news. just goes to show what a waste waste of time the first part of our season was, really, doesn't it? Just it just goes to show what a waste of time making a spreadsheet is. <laughs> wow, there we go. That's just because he didn't want to put that terrible oh, pun back was, in that he did the other week. That was painful. That one. That, that one actually <laughs> hurt me. That I don't. I don't think I want to come back now. <laughs> we love a spreadsheet. We love a spreadsheet. No, we do. We actually do genuinely love a spreadsheet. It's good. There you go. I bet there's we plenty actually... of them on your hard drive, Ben. Plenty of spreadsheets. Plenty. That's about my hard drive now, please. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I think I think we've done everything on Barnet. Do you? I think so. They are they are not the same Barnet that we played in the playoffs. They are horrendous. Yeah, horrendous. Honestly, horrendous. If yeah. that Petrasso becomes available at the start of next season, I doubt him, and none of the others, not one of the others. Genuinely, guess, yep. not not one of the others. The, the, the keeper Azazi, he's a young lad. He he might be the perfect number two somewhere, and maybe not even at this level. Maybe even at, at League Two, League One level, because he's a young lad. Obviously, he has been number two, hasn't he, in behind Loach? But honestly, I, I was trying to think: would I take any of their lads into our squad, let alone our team, next season? And I think I I take the number ten Petrazzo, and that might be about it. Not JJ Hooper. No, no. <laughs> Just to teach everyone else how not to play offside. No, I, I, honestly, no. <laughs> No, I think your guest the other week got it right, didn't he? What did he say? It's the worst football he's ever seen in his life, or something yeah. like that, didn't he? He, did, he was yeah. fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnet fan the other day. I, I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah, he's good. He's a good chat, and you know, he he did say we would win comfortably, and he was right. Yeah. <laughs> he messaged me. He did message me saying, "I told you how bad we were." <laughs> yeah. He was right. Well done, <laughs> Mem. <laughs> Yeah, so should we talk about the... We'll do questions later. Should we talk about the big picture of, you know, the carnage that is National League? It's all gone a bit mad the last couple of days. Um, so, they, you know, they've dished out... 17 clubs have been fined, a total of more than £100,000 for failing to fulfil their fixtures this week. Um, the clubs that have been um fined and made it public dover who obviously shut up shop to avoid insolvency are now being charged 40 grand dulwich hamlet slough town chippenham town bradford park avenue blythe spartans farsley celtic bath city up yeah. the road four grand southport concord rangers darlington gateshead and kettering haven't uh revealed theirs but finding teams who were couldn't afford to play games in you know the word unprecedented has been everywhere um but it you know it is an unprecedented situation um just i don't know it just what is the point is is my feeling what the national league those who make the decisions are gonna gain from this other than uh, where does that 100 grand go is it line their pockets how can you how can you find a club for missing a fixture during a season that's been null and voided. Don't know. The season doesn't exist. 
So, uh, well, am I being an idiot there? Am it, I being an idiot there? The I, season doesn't exist. They well, voted the, against the season continuing. I, How can you find any of the National League North and South clubs for failing to fulfil a fixture when the season doesn't exist? I think it just shows the sheer stupidity of the people that uh, that, that, that run this league. I was uh, looking in the non-league paper this morning and the general manager there says that they've, they've done it against a standardised set of rules and um, and frameworks, which says exactly it. Someone, somebody there has opened the rule book and gone, oh, right, rule 8.7 says we must do this and we can give this many fines. Therefore, we must give a fine. There's not one moment where a, a circuit has connected in anybody's head on that board and gone, oh, actually, we're in the middle of a, of a national pandemic. None of our team uh, clubs have got money money coming in. So, I don't know, let's uh, not just give them points deductions. Let's go and give them a massive fine as well. I tell you what, if I ever hear anybody from the National League talk about the importance of these clubs to their communities and how football is a great healer in bringing people back together, Forgive me if I just never stop laughing at them because these people have just lost any credibility that they have to say anything like that. And that list that you read out there, Ian, if you'd have read out Manchester City, Chelsea, other, uh, you know, uh, uh, clubs out there who broken financial fair play rules and people who've gone out there and poached other people's players and been given, you know, to them, you know, a 20, 50 grand fine or whatever, and then been able to chuck a huge set of lawyers against them and scare the hell out of them. It just shows that football is all about money. And if you've got money, then you can do whatever you like. And if you haven't got money, then you just have to sit and get kicked by idiots like the ones who sit on the football league. So I'm on the fence, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah. So, what do you really think? Um, here, 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 here. It's utterly, it's utterly ridiculous. The Dover thing is different, and we'll maybe address that separately. But for me, I'm looking through the the, the list of clubs who have made it who have made it public, and you're probably right. It is probably the heart of communities that are going to get affected because four thousand pounds at a Bath City's budget. That's a chunk. You know, clubs up, up towards here, Bradford Park Avenue, do incredible work in the local community. Six six grand. Six grand. Like that's, that, that's, a, that's a fair chunk, that is. Um, I hope that the appeals are all successful, and I hope the vote of no confidence is successful as well, because it's an absolute disgrace. An absolute disgrace that the football, the football bodies that look after this cannot just use an ounce of common sense and turn around and go, Okay, I understand why you had to stop playing these games. I understand the reasons. We're going to give give the suspended points deductions. That's fine. I don't mind that because they're suspended and it sort of stops them further down the line. When things are okay and back to normal, it stops them sort of having a freebie. I don't mind the suspended points deductions. I don't mind any kind of suspension, even the suspended fine. But you turn around and you say, we get it. We've all had a big vote. We decided to null and void, so everyone just gets a clean slate. There's no ups, there's no downs. Everyone gets a clean slate, and we just start next year. And then you turn around and go, how can we get you ready? How can we, as the National League board, not take £8,000 off you, not take £40,000 off you? How can we help you get you and your clubhouse ready? Are you in a position to offer a takeout fast food service? Are you in a position to welcome x number of fans in safely and welcome are you in a position to offer how, how many how many parts of these how many um football grounds that these 
teams are involved in have been helping their local community during this with, I don't know, whether it's a vaccination centre or whether it's uh, just a place uh, for extra, whatever it may be. I bet, the, I bet the facilities have been used. I bet the people have been used. Those clubs, those players, they may have been furloughed. They may not be there anymore, but you can be darn sure they've been out in the community helping, whether it's doing the, doing the bits and pieces for good PR or whatever it is. They've been helping. They've been trying. They've been putting, doing their best. And then to be slapped around the face like this, it's pathetic if you ask me. It's absolutely pathetic. Really. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we're, we're a year on now since, you know, the season was, last season was curtailed. Um, what do we see? So I, if I recall correctly, a lot's happened. Um, but didn't, some games were off, but certain teams were made to play, weren't they? Because they didn't. Stop it. Everyone else stopped. The FL stopped. Premier League stopped. And National League didn't stop. Am I right? It got one more weekend, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, I feel they, they scraped one more weekend when no one else did, um, which was, you know, controversial at the time. Then we've had the distribution of the funds from October, which, you know, that was massively controversial in how um, how that was calculated, who got what. Then they put an independent review panel in to discuss how the, um, or to discover how the loans, whatever grants were distributed, which they, wasn't that leaked? They they refused to put it out and then it was leaked out. Then we had the whole palaver with no minutes were taken with the meeting with the DMCS and the grants not loans thing which is now obviously very much loans and you know they've shot themselves in the foot there so i think there's been enough things over the last 12 months that this um reported vote of no confidence that could come on monday is fully justified i mean i have no confidence in those running this division and it it feels like it needs to be ripped up and started again really and if ever there was if ever there was a valid argument for sort of like an independent body that regulates this, you know, regulates a league, regulates football, this is it. Because we've obviously got chairman of clubs running the league who will obviously have their own interests in mind. Like, you cannot tell me that none of these people go into this role thinking, what? how can I benefit my club being in this position? I think with that list that you just read out there, Ian, if you had a little bit of circus music playing in the background, that would probably uh, that would probably do it, wouldn't it? But uh, did, did you, uh, your Barnet fan before was saying about uh, how their chairman is on the National League board. I don't know, is our chairman still on the National League board? I think he might be, mightn't he? He certainly was we, at one point. We've not heard otherwise, so yeah, I would, no. I would assume he is. Obviously, he, yeah. was, he was doing the rounds for the grants, not loans, you know, publicity um, yeah and the, but... Do- the dover chairman certainly is isn't on the uh national league board anymore is he but no, no I, I completely agree with you that they they how, how how can they not as you say how can they not have their own and the, the dover chairman he's obviously resigned because he has his own club um in in mind is there and he doesn't agree with something that's happened so yeah, there's going to be a lot of, there doesn't seem to be a great deal of independence uh, there. I mean, mm. they talk about these fines being handed out by an independent panel. I don't know who that independent panel is, but you would suspect that they, by the, based on their judgment, that they've got a very similar mindset to the, um, uh, to the members of the National League Board, I think we could safely say. 
But the fact that there was even a need for an independent board, an independent board probably has to come in and just read the rule book down the line and go, okay, yeah. that equals eight grand. If it was the National League board who have sat and administered this absolute shambles of a season and shambles of a of a leadership who could have at least had the decency to have a moment of thought of go, hang on, <laughs> hang on a minute. This isn't quite how we expect it. Again, we've said we've, we've got to say Dover is different because Dover take part in a division that have, con- have decided to continue, and so there are other things in the Dover consideration. And they have they obviously declared themselves very very early, hence why their fine is very very big. Yeah, um, just I, reading. I, I, I still don't think it's right. I still don't think it's right. And how can you say to a, cl- a club that has said to you so explicitly, "We cannot afford to continue," yeah. you turn around and go? Oh, okay, that's fine. It'll cost you forty thousand pounds not to continue, then, please. Yeah. No, that's not how it works. That's not that's not how it works. <laughs> so, I mean, you've got to, you've yeah. got to give something. You got you you got to give a um, a penalty of some kind because you can't expect you know clubs can't just do this and 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 expect to get away. There's got to be something done. But as you said before, Ben, suspended fines, suspended points, points next season, something like that would be it. But I just looking in the National League paper again and something confused me here because in in the write up about Dover it says um Dover were deemed guilty of four breaches of rule 8.39. Here we go, here's Mr. Rulebook. Um for failing to meet fixture obligations quote, without just cause between February the 16th and February the 27th. Now, I would just uh, add that I'm pretty sure the pandemic has been going on between those two times as well. But if they didn't fulfil fixtures after February the 27th, does that mean that they had just cause not to fulfil fixtures then, but they didn't between those two dates? I might be be being thick here, but I, I don't understand why those two dates are the ones that they've been found guilty of and not anything after that. Anyone offer any thought on that? That's a, a, wonder, a wonderful question. It's a wonderful question. I have no idea. I, I, I can't think of anything on the February the 27th that would have been a... No, that, that would have been suddenly a line in the sand. didn't exist? No, but the, the suddenly... It, 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 I'm trying to think of a way that it would be a line in the sand. You know, whether there would have been a point. Dover did go early, didn't they? They did set their stall out very, very quickly and say... Um, we're not we're not continuing we can't do they played so few games it's been so long since they've even kicked a ball i'm trying to find when was the last time they did kick a ball has anyone got the says they've they played 15 of their 44 league matches it says here so yeah Let me just check the. i mean it's all been expunged i'm not sure if they'll have it um results so their last given were we their last game we were no, their last game were we yeah there you go. 30th of January. We were their last game. Oh, there you go. So, yeah. So, 30th of January. So, there was a month there then, 27th of February. There was a month where no football happened that was against the rules or against just cause. But then something must have happened on the 27th of Feb that meant it was, was the, okay. The vote finished the end of February, didn't it? Oh, maybe that's it. So maybe I'm... that's it. Up until the, I think it did. I'm sure. I'm sure they, because everything was happening in January, and then they were given four weeks to for clubs to vote on what they wanted to do. So I think, yeah. if memory serves yeah. me, that that's probably why. But you know, that uh, that's still just question. There is still a just cause there, though, isn't there? Well, yeah, there because is still a their just league, cause. their league is still 
But the the other thing is it doesn't make sense to stop it there because they're in a division that hasn't voted for null and void as well. Do you know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it it goes both ways, but to to it's just it's ludicrous. The forty grand that gets me, as we just said here. I mean that it just just smacks of being vindictive. And as I yeah. say, if you for forty grand. I can't remember what fines they got, but I bet you there are Premier League multi-million pound organisations that got fined that for basically cheating and breaking the breaking the the the, the rules of the game, and uh, they they probably got fined exactly the same thing. And it just seems there's no no common sense been applied to this decision um, at all. I don't think so. Yeah, I, I think. The whole of it is an absolute outrage and we should storm the National League ed- headquarters and put Ben Barrett in charge. I think that's yeah. probably what should happen next. We should, should we I'm st- okay with it. Stop the bill. <laughs> oh, God, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> uh, right. Questions? I think we've talked, um, we've talked about those no, yeah. no hopers on the National League board for long enough. Yeah. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And then, and then, and then, a very special quiz. Very special. Very special. Can I get another coffee? <laughs> oh. I haven't got time for coffee. Come on. Right. First one's from uh, Paddy, property starter on Twitter. It's a bit of a controversial one in my view. Um, oh, surely okay. it makes sense to furlough injured players or players that aren't in Darren Siles' thoughts. Oh, that is a controversial one, isn't it? I mean, I don't Who think... Who are these players? Well, yeah. I'll give you Gabby well, Rogers as a starter for 10. Anybody else? Tell me any other players that aren't in Darren Sowell's thoughts. Uh, in terms of injured players, Lawson Diaz done for the season, isn't he? Is he? I think so. Didn't he say he didn't need an operation and he could be back? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. He, he steady. Well, if, yeah. If that's the case, then there probably isn't anyone because we're even told that Josh Staunton's not a million miles away. Josh, yeah. Might be... Might be pushing it for the end of the season, but he's not a million miles away. Um, Lee Collins. Collins was back on the back, was back on the bench yesterday. Yeah, Lee Collins is back on the bench. Wilco's back in training Monday. We're told. Yeah. So I'm I'm not really sure there is any. I mean, with the exception of like you say, Gabby Rogers. Um, although um, does Gabby Rogers not still qualify for the under 18s? No idea. No he's idea. Still plays under 18, isn't he? Yeah, but it's it's like it's like. Remember James Milner played about 40 times for England in the 21s <laughs> when he was 23? Because it's when you start the campaign. Yeah. It's like me, isn't he? He's an experienced head. I'm an experienced head on this team. Yeah. I just, yeah, I, I Hang don't on. know. I'm Who just, are you I'm, like? I'm... James Milner or Gabby Rogers? <laughs> no. I well, I'll, I'll let you decide that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah I, I haven't got I... any ripped jeans, so I can't be Gabby Rogers, I don't think. <laughs> I don't agree that we should be. I, I I don't know. My conscience just says we shouldn't be, which probably means we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be morally repugnant, wouldn't it, to carry on the yeah. uh, on on the theme? And we probably have, like your Notts County fan the other week. What did he call Chesterfield? Get the Chesterfield digging. Furlough FC. Furlough FC. Yeah, 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 yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, it's not. Uh, it's it's not for me. And. At the end of the day, these these lads are now we've 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 put up the post, haven't we, on social about the contracts that are running down. These lads are going to start looking elsewhere if we don't start confirming what the situation is. So if you say to a player, you you're not in our in our plans for the rest of this season, off you go on furlough. They're just they're they're done, aren't they? So I think 
with a bit of long-term planning involved, I don't I don't think we should be using that anyway. We haven't really got the players to, have we? No. no we, didn't exactly. bench, we, didn't, we didn't fill a bench a couple of weeks ago. No. No. No, I don't think there's there's enough there really to do it. That says a bigger picture probably about our recruitment, um, mm. which leads nicely, segue, into Craig McCann's question. Uh, with recruitment around the corner for next season, is it something that needs to be done early? And another of guesswork with some players or more of something to touch? Oh, this is... I, I think he's saying, uh, do, should we be recruiting early and getting uh, getting players that are available on board, or should we be leaving it late and waiting to see who's uh, who doesn't get a club and then pick them up as well? So is it better to start early and get all your business done early, or is it better to go late and maybe pick up some bargains that haven't been picked up by somebody else? Well, trans- question. well translated for me there, Dave. Um, <laughs> well, I, I guess my view is we need to be doing it early um i know we seem to like to leave it late to see what gets picked up i think that's sort of what happened the last couple of seasons um which worked well did it work in the first season i think it's fair to say it probably did you know we got the likes of charlie lee um did wilco come in later as well we picked up some and jimmy smith so and, yeah so we, we picked I... up some good players in the first season but i feel like you know last the season, well, this season, is just an example of. I think that we need to do things early, and I think they've they've, they've obviously got the Darren has obviously got the connections. You know, we wouldn't assign the likes of Knowles and Max Hunt and um, Noyville and Bradley without that know-how and that knowledge of players through the leagues. So I, I, I don't want to wait. Really, I think if we're going to give ourselves the best chance of getting out of this division this season next season we, we've got to, surely we've got to get it early and get you know get a core squad in for a proper pre-season and not hang around to the end of September waiting for what other clubs decide to do to decide our destiny yeah I think looking back on the two seasons the two pre-seasons that Darren Siles had first one he comes in his first league game was 29 days after he signed <clears throat> and he had nobody he had no squad he had to basically beg Carl Dickinson and Carl Alcock to come back just to get some players. Both turned out to be decent enough, but we had nothing. So a 29, 30, 31 day turnaround is nothing for him. And then this preseason that we've just had at the start of this campaign, we didn't even know if we were going to kick a ball. We didn't know what was what the season was going to look like. We played an entire season behind closed doors. It looks like it'll probably go that way again, save for maybe one at the end of the season. But there's just no way of knowing and being able to judge our recruitment on an even keel with some of the recruitment that we had under pretty much any manager we had in the Football League, whether it was Darren Way at the end signing absolute dross or whether it was, you know, a good season where we signed some really good players. We, ha- we, ha- we simply haven't seen it yet. We simply don't know. And that's, that's a long-term thing that we, that we have had go against us. So what I would like to see is I would like to see I would like to see the recruitment start early. I would like to see the recruitment start fairly, uh, what's the word, powerfully almost. I would love it if we could make a couple of declarations on contracts. Love if we could we could clarify what the situation is with a couple that are out of out of out of contract. We've we've heard Darren Sell's thoughts on Reese Murphy. Um, I don't know if you want to bring this up in a little separate conversation, but 
I can read between enough managerial code words and, and nice lines to media to know that Reese Murphy's probably looking at an opportunity or two elsewhere, or at least his agent's telling him to hang on to see if there is an opportunity of somewhere else in the Football League, maybe one last crack at the Football League for a couple of seasons and trying to maximise his returns. So are we in a position to get that recruitment done early? If we think we're going to lose XYZ, if we think we're going to lose our low knees, we know that we've benefited from a Josh Neufeld this year. So are we going to set our stall out and say, right, we're not going to have Josh Neufeld next year because he's probably going to go on loan or possibly get into the Luton team. Who's next season Josh Neufeld? Is it Sanupe and is it Knowles on the other side? Who's going to be our goalkeeper next season? If the gaffer is going to go with Adam Smith, sign him. Make it happen. Announce it. Make it happen. Let's plan. And that's what I would want to see now. So let's, let's get that recruitment. Let's get that ball rolling, shall we say. Yeah, I think there's ones that we know we're going to need, aren't we? Keeper, you've just mentioned there. Dicko, we know, is going to leave. So Michael Kelly seems to be somebody um, that, that, that we're looking at there. So I, th- I think if the right ones are available early on, and I think those are the ones, as you've just said there, Ben, in, in, in our squad, let, let's let's get them on board. I do think there is a lot of logic in waiting uh, around, especially this season, with so many um, you know, players in, in, in other teams who will have not been playing and will probably be chucking themselves. There'll be players available, won't there? There always is every summer. But this season, I'd imagine that there's probably going to be a lot more available. So you do run the risk of go, going early on some of those and maybe, uh, you know, recruiting poorly. And, uh, you know, Darren Sow said that the recruitment at the start of the season wasn't, start this season, um, wasn't good enough. So that shows you the risk of going early with some of these players. But I definitely think if the if the right ones are out there now, let's let's get them done. And if that means we get all our business done early, uh, I wouldn't have too much of a problem with that. But I do think there is some logic in holding a little back. I mean, oh, God knows how much money we've got, but um, there's there's a lot of logic in in holding a couple back. And that's a fine balance to have, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, we, we're probably. I mean, are we going to keep both Jimmy Smith and Charlie Lee? 34 years apiece, both play the same position? Well, that's a good yeah. question. I, I've, I've actually um, I, I've started scribbling up a few thoughts to put on the website. Um, and, you know, that's one thing that I can't decide on, whether we keep them both, keep one or the other. What do we do? Because no doubt they're higher earners in our squad. They're both 34. They've both had a fair share of injuries this season. They're popular with us and with the manager. Um, but can they do another season in the National League? Can we afford to give them a, another decent wage? And is there no one, you know, younger or fitter or better than them going to be available this summer? Can, can we open we just, up? Yeah. Should we open that up? I think we should open that up. Can you do a fancy poll on social? Okay. Can you do a fancy I poll? I don't know how Jimmy, fancy it'll be. I can do a poll. Jimmy, Charlie, both on neither. Mm. I can just hear Elliot watch his head exploding now. Bang, you? gone. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I can't. Um, I can't decide. I mean, Charlie Charlie I, Lee looked great yesterday. Charlie yeah. Lee looked great, but it was against a, a really shite Barnet team. And yeah. and wow. Jimmy Smith is Jimmy. You know, I called Jimmy Smith the the green and white Perlo the other day because of how he was performing. But the new Mongolo. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, it, yeah, that's it, a booking as well. <laughs> it's quite. It's you know. We're not a club that can obviously 
financially afford to have two players who could spend a lot of time on the treatment table. Yeah, Lawson Diaz, I think you mentioned exactly. him a few exactly. weeks back, didn't you? He's another one. Yeah. He, he's an excellent player when he plays, but just hasn't played, is he? No. Yeah. And looking, I think... looking at the minutes that he's played, his, his W minutes, 270. So when he plays, he, he does. Um, he obviously does a, does a good job for us. But, you know, he's been in and out and in and out, hasn't he, Lawson Diaz? And I'd love for him to, uh, you know, to, to be around and be a, a regular, but just can't see him staying fit. And he's got to be a, a decent earner as well, I would have thought, you know, come down from the Football League. Be a shame to see him go, but um, yeah, I can't see him being here next season, sadly. No, no, neither can I. It, 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 you know, and there's a lot of what is there is a lot of work that needs doing, a lot of work that needs doing at the club. You know, even you know the players that we've got on for next season: Hunt, Bradley, Tom Knowles, Luke Wilkinson, and Lee Collins. You've obviously missed most of the season through injury. Um, and, you know, we all want to prioritise Murphy, but then there's other players, you know, Matt Worthington. We don't really know the status of Albie Skendy and Josh Staunton, but I think I'd keep both of them. I think Staunton's, you know, what we saw of Josh Staunton was enough for me, I think, for him to be a part of the group next year. And then like a player like Joe Quigley, his contract's up. Um, I, I think I'd want to keep him too. I think he, yeah. he, if, if we're going to lose Murphy, and I, I don't know if Reed will stick around or not, not sure if Dagnall will either. Then you know you've got to sign Quigley based on based on that alone. I would say. Yeah, when I was looking uh, where we picked up Reese Murphy from National League South, I looked at the top scorers in National League South. Really good player called uh, Ryan Seeger scored oh. quite a few goals for <laughs> Hungerford. Could be could be worth a look. I think. Yeah, he's from around. <laughs> is he is he from around this part of the woods as well? well I don't know. <laughs> I hadn't heard of him, but uh, yeah, yeah, he could be decent. Careful, careful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that lad Donovan Wilson Donovan Wilson who uh, I think I, I don't listen to radio Somerset commentary or any commentary for that matter um, but Jerry Gill apparently talks about him a lot in, in, in commentary and he's he's the one that's on loan at Sutton isn't he Yeah. Uh, score for them and I think we were in for him before he went to Bath if I remember rightly but um, our financial or not knowing what the financial situation might have uh, put us off going for him but yeah, there's players there. I mean, Reese Murphy's proven it. There's there's players at that level if you can go and pick them up. And let's say, you know, Darren Sahl is using, if the season is over, if we, you know, if the P word isn't uh, isn't an option anymore, then let's hope he is, uh, you know, starting to have a look around, look at some stats, can't watch players play in those divisions anymore, can he? But um, look at a few tapes, maybe. <laughs> tapes, yeah, get the tapes out. It's Jimmy H again now. <laughs> VHS, get the VHS out. Yeah. 34, Jimmy Jimmy uh, Smith and Charlie Lee, by the way, has very young, very young, practically a start of their careers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. I don't know. I don't know. It, 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 you know, the manager's going to have to earn his money, yeah. I think, and he's going to have to be backed as well by the chairman. So, yeah. you know, rather them than us. Um, what do you think on, oh, I think we had a question on it, but, you know, the manager's going into his last year now of his contract. Um, it's a big one for him, isn't it? And again, we're back to this whole split on, you know, social. I know we don't want to, we don't want to go too deeply into that. Um, but when he's got another year left, this is from 
Andy Cleave. Um, do you think the talk of replacing him is unnecessary when he's contracted for another year? And are yes, you move on. <laughs> are you of the opinion that he starts next season and sees out his contract with fans returning? And I, I totally yes, I, move I, on. <laughs> I think just a, a comment on the social um, question. I think uh, Hugh Hugh asked a question about uh, somebody, a, a former director, ex-club director, saying that uh, anything less than 6-0 yesterday will feel like a loss. I think we can safely say that there are certain people on social media with their own agendas there. And mm. that's, a, that's their own agendas in favour of, you know, Pick a, pick a player, Darren Saul, Carl uh, Dickinson, uh, Charlie Lee. There's people in favour of those people who have their own agendas, you know, their, their own favourites. Um, and there are people who are against those people that have their own agendas and their own favourites and their own reasons. That's what social media is, isn't it? It's black and white. They're very little grey and social media either one thing or, your, or the other. Apart from in your profile picture, a little bit of grey at all just coming through. I'll tell you, I'm going to call age concern about this one. Can I, can I play, play, play yeah. this back? The Glovers it? class doesn't have a HR department, Ben, so you need to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. A, I, we might have to a personal uh, lawsuit. I just want this conversation to move on. Don't, why was you sacking? Just don't be, don't be stupid. Move on. We're going to have to appoint an independent uh, panel <laughs> to review the conduct of... Yeah. Of, uh, salt and I'm... pepper anyway it's not great salt <laughs> and pepper George Clooney gets away with it <laughs> oh brilliant so you so today you've compared yourself to George Clooney James <laughs> Milner uh... <laughs> no I said Brad, uh, I said uh, Gabby Rogers oh okay <laughs> just to bring the average age down <laughs> uh, okay um, there's lots of questions in between a bit of you know brand war about um Chocolate digesters, mixed baked beans. beans. Uh, uh, we'll do another confectionery-related question. Uh, when it comes to Jaffa cakes, are any other than the genuine article acceptable? No. I don't even like Jaffa cakes. Yes, oh. Coatsy. Yes. There you go. Finally, I like them. Some biscuit allegiance. Is it a biscuit or a cake? We. Um, <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, a question away. Sighing on the other end from yeah. I just, I mean, Ben gets very animated like about Jaffa cake. Ben gets very animated about food. <laughs> if you get like the cheap ones, the the base bit's too hard. The chocolate's too bitter. There's not enough of the apricotty jammy bit in the middle. You have to go proper. And you are right. It is the same as certain other brands as well. It is the same as certain other brands. So you know. But come just on. hear the listeners switching <laughs> off here, can't you? They'll be the edge okay. of their seats will be frayed to know what Ben thinks about Jaffa cakes. <laughs> <laughs> Call me an old man. Uh, okay, as overrated goals go, what is the biggest overrated goal you've seen at Hewish Park? And they said Danny Rodriguez is the correct answer, by the way. But I like this is because Watsy said Charlie Lee's goal was a, what did he call it? A wonder goal, didn't he? <laughs> a nice finish, but not a wonder yeah. goal, I don't no. think. Can I, can I put in either Johan Arquin, can't remember who it was against, but he like hammered one in from, from long range. He's hit um, hope. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah because, because he just, you know. He couldn't be bothered he, to he run wasn't... anymore, could he? Exactly, <laughs> yeah. He couldn't be bothered to run so he just hit it. On another day, that goes into the Thatcher stand and we're going, what are you doing? No, exactly. that's, a fair, that's a fair shout, that. 
Well, Tom, no, uh, not Tom Knowles, uh, Tom, uh, Tom, Tom James, whose knuckleball attempts had, uh, I think he got one in like 1,674 on target, didn't he? Yeah, he did. It, that was that was a good one, though. To be fair, I was, was there against one, yeah. against West Ham kids. I was there for that. Um, I, I I am not putting this in as a suggestion because I'm going to get lynched for what I'm about to say. But the goalkeeper was really, really, really far off his line and wildly out of position when Matty Dolan put one in from about fifty yards out in his own half. Ben's going to need CCTV outside his house now, I think. Just, I, I, it's, a, it's a wonderful strike. Don't get me wrong. But I, I watched it and I, I, I saw this question. So I did a bit of Googling. I did some YouTubing. And it was only when I saw it that I go, oh, wow, the keeper is wildly out of position. What's he doing talking to his right back there? Was that the one at Walsall? Yeah. He's good at Walsall, yeah. It, it's, still, it's still a wonder goal, but I'm just saying... I don't comment on that. I, I, you know, I dread <laughs> I'm it. Just saying, I'm just, I'm I'm just, just... I fear for Ben now. If he speaks, he's in trouble. Will I? I... <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Another, another great grey-haired uh, man, Jose. Oh, is he? Exactly. Is he great? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I think I'm struggling to scroll through all the confectionery chat. So, should we go on to the best quiz ever? Is that what it is? It's, it's a good quiz. Okay. It's a good quiz. So, obviously, I'm rubbish at quizzes, is what we've, is what we've learned <laughs> on the Glover's Cast. Yeah, yeah. So, instead of being humiliated again, I am going to become quiz master. So, today, it is Perkins versus Coates in you a do... traditional game of starting 11. Okay. You do realise that I can just mute Coatesy and just talk until I get the answer right. <laughs> Yeah. Because, no, because you can't, because it's a back and forth. So oh, okay. I'm going to go back to a game in Yeovil Town's history, and I simply want you to give me the starting 11. Okay? Oh, if you name a substitute who came on, you have to go again. If you name a substitute who did not come on, then you, are, you lose your life. You only get one wrong answer each. Okay? Okay. Go so. On. We're going to start the 2012-2013 season, which I'm reliably informed we did quite well in, apparently. And I want to take you right to the back of the start of that season. First game of the season. Yeovil Town hosted Coventry City. We drew one all on the day. Obviously, we had no idea what was going to become of that season. We had no idea that Wembley beckoned and all the wonderful, wonderful things. One all draw on... Uh, would have been early August. It was a blindingly hot day. Over 6,000 people turned out at Hewish Park to watch us play Coventry on the opening day of the season. Jesus Christ. How lucky they were. 6,000? 6,006. Where have they gone? I know. Come back. (laughs) So, I want the starting 11 from that game. Like I say, you get one wrong answer each, and then you are (laughs) out. I feel like Russian roulette as to my head. As reigning champion, yeah. David Coates, you get to go first. Okay. Well, I'm going to go for an easy one to start with then. If it's okay. the season I'm thinking of, Marek Steck. Correct. Goal. Starting goal. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling now. <laughs> um, Mr. Luke Ayling. He started it right back. 
Um, that season, that season. James Hater. James Hater. It was a pretty good season, mate, to be honest. Um, yeah, James Hater. Yes, he started up front. <sighs> okay. <laughs> Jamie McAllister. Captain Fantastic. Um, going through the team now. My mind's gone blank. Yeah, on Google. Dan Byrne wouldn't have joined us by then. Uh, well, um, Byron Webster. Byron, Byron Webster, Webster, yes. Uh, Edward Upson. Yes. The Sam Foley. Sam Foley. Music. Sam Foley started. Uh, <laughs> 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 now I really am struggling. <laughs> uh, Joseph Edwards. Oh, no. Life, life gone. You one more wrong answer, Ian, and you're out. Had he not signed on loan or something? What, what, what? I'm not in the squad. Don't, I'm not arguing. It's not in the squad. Goodness me. Okay, move on. Who else would have been around then? Oh, I tell you, I've just thought of one who I remember being around at the start of that season. Very topical. Ruben Reed. Ruben Reed started. Hey, he was there at the start of that season, wasn't he? That's when we signed him. My, and obviously, you know, big fan, so I remember him more. <laughs> oh, gun to my head now, isn't it? Um, okay, let's go with. I want to throw a curveball in and go with Don Blizzard. Great shout. Yes, he did start in the middle of midfield. <sighs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> uh, trying to think of players he would have. Madden wouldn't join them then. Who else would be up front? Well, we Ruben could... Reed, James Hater. Oh, no, no, no. Here we go. Here's a good one. The most underrated player of that season. Richard Hines. Scored our goal. There you go. <laughs> Thank you. So we are down, I believe. By my count, we are just down. Got right midfielder. Right midfielder. No, 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 no. What, what uh, formate? Can you give well, us the formation we were we've playing? We've done Steck, uh, Ailing, Hines, Webster, McAllister. Oh, he's writing them down. I should have written them down. I'm not. I? I'm not. Well, we've done Foley, right. Upson, yeah. um, Dom Blizzard, Blizzard, Reed, and Hayter James up Hater. Front. Yeah, it was a four-three-three. Three. Gavin Williams. Wrong. You oh. have lost. That was going to be my next guess as well, Gavin <laughs> Williams. I was going to say him. Or Corey Smith. I was going to say Corey Smith as well. No. No. Any of that? Any, any, right. So Dave, Dave's the winner. Reign supreme again. Oh, Jesus. Well done, Dave. Congratulations. That but means... does anyone want to have a guess at the at the final striker? There's another striker. you got Hayter, well, uh, Reid. It, it, by, by the looks of this, it's a 4-3-3. And a proper 4-3-3 as well. Ah, do you know? Uh, I've got, I've got a thought. Can I give you? Can I give him a thought? You can, yeah, you can have a thought. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, I've got two, two thoughts. Oh, uh, only one. Okay. So my two thoughts are either Gosiugwu or Keanu Marsh Brown. Well, wow. one of those two. One replaced the other on the really? sixth minute. Oh God, <laughs> Marsh Brown. I'll go Marsh Brown. No, you went the wrong way. Gozi uh, Ugu started. The bench Ugu. was the bench was Keanu Marsh Brown. Nathan Ralph came on for oh, Sam Foley. Yeah. 
Lewis Young came on for James Hayter. Mm-hmm. And then we had Gareth Stewart as the goalie and Curtis Haynes Brown. Haynes Brown. Marsh Brown. Adam Brown. So that was your starting 11. The winner, by the fact that, well, Ian had two incorrect answers, is David Coates. Round of applause, please. There you go. Experience, that is, from the veteran. Where was Joe Edwards then? That's what I want to know. What was he doing? Was he around that? Because we signed him on loan, didn't we, originally? And then we signed him permanently. But I feel like we'd signed him the season before, and then he's on loan, and then he signed in that summer, I feel like. But, you know, maybe he was injured. Maybe it was a bit later. Or did um, he did he did he sign later? Well, I'm I'm just looking through the lineup for the rest sort of the next few games, and he doesn't he doesn't play in any of those either. So he wasn't there at Scunthorpe. Remember at Scunthorpe when it was beautifully bright, sunshiny, and then it rained like no one's business yeah. for the last twenty minutes. That was a good away day. I enjoyed that. He won four 0 didn't we that day? He signed five nil, four nil. He signed on loan in twenty twelve, January the twelfth. 2012 on loan, then went back to... But that would have been the season before. Yeah, then he went back to Bristol City. Then he joined Yeovil for a second spell on loan on the 21st of September 2012 for a month. Um, Oh. After Gary Johnson had ruled out a move for Edwards in August, remarking, we have enough cover for that position. Um, Yes, but the cover for that position was Arshange on Kumu (laughs) and Rohan Ince. No wonder we went back in for him. Then we signed him for an undisclosed fee in January 2013 on an 18-month contract. Oh, well, there, there you go. go. Well, you learn something every day. Um, Joe Edwards was on the bench against Sheffield United on the 1-0 loss 22nd of September. That's the first time he appears in that season. There good, you go. Good quiz, there man. Good quiz. I enjoyed that. Good. So... Shall we? Shall we open? Shall we open it up? God. Shall we take on? Shall we take on someone? Yeah. Well, no one's come forward. So, listeners, we want you to choose your opponent and to choose your game. You can choose either the first eleven, or you can choose Ian's what? stupid other game that nobody likes. <laughs> um, and you can choose who you take on. But we want you to come on the podcast. And quiz against us. Well, let's get quizzical. So, come forth. There needs to be some kind of wrestling uh, reference in here, doesn't it? Come on, the two of you must be able to come up with some kind of reference. Trash talk, shout out. I don't need to trash talk Ian's quizzes. <laughs> ben, Ben's not in a position to trash talk. No, I'm really not. I'm really not. I'm really not. Um, and I can't think of anything this early on a Sunday morning. So, I know, I've only had one cup of coffee. I haven't had any yet. I had a tea to start the day. And, you know. Who starts with a tea? I think most, can't start with tea. most people no. start with a cup of tea, don't they? No, start with coffee. Go in strong. No. Like Carl Dickinson, two foot, let them know you're there. No, kick off with a tea. Then we'll go into coffee once we're downstairs. Tea's an afternoon yeah. job. Well. you got a kettle upstairs. No. No, once I'm up, I've got to go downstairs to make the cup of tea, then come back upstairs and, you know, you have a cup of tea in bed, don't you? Surely everyone does that. No. 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 Bl- blimey. 
Here we go. If the edge of the seats weren't frayed from the <laughs> know, conversation yeah. about... Yeah, uh... we're going to need some clarification on this. <laughs> Am I weird? I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm, I'm the odd one out about having a cup of tea in you bed are. in the morning before yeah. getting downstairs. But, you know, right. I don't There's feel a poll like... on that. There's a poll on Charlie Lee or Jimmy Smith, if you had to pick them. <laughs> That's it. Two polls. Here we go. Right. Thanks very much, gentlemen. A pleasure, as always. Thanks very much. Thank you. See you soon. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.